This is Plant-Based Briefing. What is really in your food? By Emily Moran Barwick at bitesizevegan.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host, and this is the Plant-Based Podcast where I research, curate, get permission, and then narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, vegan, compassionate, eco-friendly living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article is from Emily Moran Barwick. She founded Bite Size Vegan to provide non-vegans with information and to provide teaching tools to current vegans. She believes in the power of an informed public, that everyone deserves to know the truth about what they're putting in their body, about what they're feeding their children, and how what they eat impacts their planet. And they certainly deserve to know what they are paying others to do to animals in their name. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. What is really in your food? By Emily Moran Barwick at bitesizevegan.org. How much do you really know about what is in your food? Let's take a look inside and brave the disturbing details of the less obvious of food ingredients. Today, we're going to talk about what can sometimes be a taboo topic, what exactly is in your food. In order to know what you are eating, you need to know what what you are eating ate. Your food's food. When an animal is killed for food, the head, hooves, horns, intestines, and their contents, meaning poop, bones, and blood are all deposited into huge grinders at rendering plants. Six or seven million house pets that are euthanized in animal shelters every year, as well as roadkill, are also taken to the rendering plant. No animal is too ill, too cancerous, or too decomposed. These horrid ingredients are then ground and steam-cooked. The heavier protein stuff is dried and made into a brown powder that includes fecal matter. This brown powder is added to almost all pet foods as well as into livestock feed. In short, the food your food ate consists of dead pets, roadkill, diseased animals, rejected parts, and poop. Reclassifying Fecal Contamination Maybe the poop in your food's food doesn't concern you. What about the poop in your food? In a study conducted by the USDA, they found that 78.6% of ground beef contains microbes that are spread primarily by fecal matter. Once upon a time, USDA inspectors had to condemn any meat with fecal contamination, but about 30 years ago, the industry convinced the USDA to reclassify feces as cosmetic blemish. The water in your chicken. In the poultry industry, after immersion in a scalding tank, chickens are placed in a massive refrigerated tank of water. Tom Devine from the Government Accountability Project has said that the water in these tanks has been aptly named fecal soup for all the filth and bacteria floating around. While a significant amount of European and Canadian poultry processors employ air-chilling systems, 99% of U.S. poultry producers have stayed with water-emerging systems. It's not hard to figure out why. Air-chilling reduces the weight of the bird's carcass, but water-chilling causes the dead bird to soak up water, the very same water known as fecal soup. Jonathan Safran Foer states, U.S. poultry consumers now gift massive poultry producers millions of additional dollars every year as a result of this added liquid. The USDA knows this and defends the practice. After all, the poultry processors are simply doing their best to feed the world, or in this case, ensure its hydration. Of course, you might notice that your chicken doesn't quite taste right, 
But how good could a drug-stuffed, disease-ridden, feces-contaminated animal possibly taste? Hormones, antibiotics, and drugs. Independent turkey farmer Frank Reese says that everyone knows it's our food. We're messing with the genes of these animals and then feeding them growth hormones of all kinds of drugs and antibiotics that we really don't know enough about. Kids today are the first generation to grow up on this stuff, and we're making a science experiment out of them. Isn't it strange how upset people get about a few dozen baseball players taking growth hormones when we're doing what we're doing to our food animals and feeding them to our children? Got pus? Milk does. Due to the infections caused by the unnatural treatment of dairy cows, the dairy industry has actually allowed a certain amount of pus in its milk. 180 million cells per 8 ounces, to be exact. This is termed the somatic cell count, and it's an industry standard. Milk also contains the antibiotics given to the cows in order to fend off the various infections that produce the pus, as well as blood, bovine growth hormone, and, you guessed it, feces. The science of taste. What about our processed food? Any food that is processed is virtually tasteless, so where does the flavor in your food come from? New Jersey. New Jersey produces about two-thirds of the flavor additives sold in the United States. In Fast Food Nation, Eric Schlosser writes, Calling any of these flavors natural requires a flexible attitude towards the English language and a fair amount of irony. For example, Cochineal extract, known as carmine or carminic acid, is made from the desecrated bodies of female Dactylopius coccus costa. The bugs feed on red cactus berries, and color from the berries accumulates in the females and their unhatched larvae. It takes about 70,000 of them to produce one pound of carmine, which is used to make processed food look pink, red, or purple. Starbucks strawberry frappuccino and Dannon's strawberry yogurt both get their color from carmine as do many fruit bars, candies, and fruit fillings. Here are some ingredients listed in Consumer Reports Shop Smart Guide as weird but edible. Ammoniated beef. Trimmings of meat are gassed with ammonia to kill pathogens. This is the pink slime that went viral on the internet. Bacteriophages. This additive actually contains viruses. It is sprayed on ready-to-eat meats and poultry products to destroy the bacteria. Sodium nitrate. High cooking temperatures and stomach acid can cause these chemicals used in processed and cured meats to form compounds associated with cancer. Castorium. If all of that isn't enough for you, have you ever wondered where artificial raspberry, vanilla, or strawberry flavors come from? Castorium is an extract made from dried, ground-up sacs located by the anal glands of beavers. Yes, we're talking about pouches in the butt of a beaver. It can be added to foods such as gums, alcohol, candy, and baked goods. In conclusion, so let's review. Being vegan is extreme, but eating antibiotic-pumped meat, fecal water-inflated birds, nipple pus, ground-up beetle fetuses, feces-contaminated meat, and beaver butt pouches is A-OK. Believe it or not, this is just the smallest peek into what's in your food. You just listened to What is Really in Your Food by Emily Moran Barwick at bitesizevegan.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And it's pretty shocking that all this stuff is in so-called food. If we just stick to real food, we're not dealing with all that. I heard a really adorable, smart 
12-year-old vegan kid say he likes to tell people that one of the reasons he loves being vegan or plant-based is because he doesn't like to eat poop. So there's another one for the list of reasons to live vegan. For the animals, for the planet, for health, for antibiotic resistance, for zoonosis and pandemics, for the workers, for biodiversity loss, for wildlife extinction, for environmental and dietary racism, for aversion to eating poop, so many reasons. Please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.